Hello and welcome to Polytrope, the podcast of many twists and turns. Uh, I'm joined today by Matt Linder, a longtime collaborator and friend of the podcast. Um, back when it was called the Barcast. Yeah, um, I'm I'm here. I'm here too. My name's Matt, and I'm here. Uh, real talk for a second. Do you think I should go back to Barcast or no? Who? Um. Be honest. No, I am. I, I, I'm thinking about, I have to come up with something to be honest about before I can be honest. I know you spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, no, I've thought about it when, as I've seen the new, you know, new title around. I like the, the new name. Okay. I think it's an upgrade. Okay. I mean, if you, so here's the deal. Like, can I be honest with you? Yeah. If you were famous? Yeah. Barcast. Like if, if your <laughs> Nick Bar brand right. was strong enough to like right. tie in, then like, yeah, dude. You know, that's pithy. But when you're just a dude. I was kind of trying to bootstrap myself into fame with the bar cast. I mean, that's legit, but. I failed. Well, the thing is, is that actually the bar cast having a better name makes it more likely to get well-known and the host of the bar cast to become well-known. Hey, you're recording, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I realize I've got you on headphones, which I think should be fine, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what Zoom does with all this. Yeah, I'm also interested to see that. Even if this is unus- unusable, uh, I will be g- glad to have spent the time with you. Likewise. So Matt, we've got uh, a lot to talk about, but um, what what got you to uh, beg to be on the, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. on, on the podcast and I cleared my schedule and told some people mm-hmm. that I'd have to push them back was uh, yeah. Marvel Comic Cards circa 1992 and i was honestly i was actually surprised that it resonated with you i don't think you and i have ever talked about which is wild because i we have known each other long enough that i remember that period in both of our lives right uh and some mutual i you know it's interesting though because i think we probably didn't have a lot of direct interactions even though you and i and i'm going to drop some names here and we can yeah censor them no 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 we can we can well if 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 our mutual friend John Robbins is uh, oh. is too self conscious about the fact that he was m- maybe one of my primary contacts in the Marvel tra- collectible trading cards world, and probably one of yours. So interesting because I mean, John, Jonathan, and I were best friends. I, I think for at least the first few years, first grade for sure. You know, so that's first grade is probably ninety one. Yeah, maybe ninety. And yet I don't think John and I were, no, that's not true. I think, no, we were, we were going to, we were going to the comic book store. We were, oh, we were buying cards. Oh, dude, you just, you just like unlocked a memory for me. Thank you. We, <laughs> there's this like one holographic hologram oh, yeah. Spider-Man thing. Uh-huh. I might the, have it. And the Spider-Man crossovers. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, remember that one time he fought, like there was a period of time where Spider-Man was fighting whoever and every time he fought the guy he became that half that guy it was like a gene splicing Uh kind of year for spider-man and and a lot of holograms uh and and i i definitely remember yes spider hulk Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah spider hobgoblin hemi goblin uh sorry but let's not let's not get derailed you know i mean let's 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 bury the lead let's bury it well, what what is the lead? I don't know. I don't know. I should know what the lead is. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was just being a goof. But um, I think I don't know. You know, there there are there the lead the thing that connected with me, or that that really sort of like 
resonated with me when when I saw your tweet, which uh, I still I still need to look more into to understand. But it really I was blinded by like just the reference point. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Where I was just like, oh, that, and all my memories of that thing came out, and what I had sort of like instantly thrown out when I saw that was like, holy shit. Uh, Oh, you were talking about rating systems. That's yeah, actually so, the, that's the so, phrase so quick, that quick, out. quick context for the listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. That's important. So uh, I, I've been working on. Uh, I've I've just been designing some like assessment interfaces, right? Like m- means of evaluating or assessing content, and uh, you know, pr- pretty seriously. But then every once in a while, you sort of just go out to the moon and sort of let your imagination run wild. And I think like one of the primitives for me is like the superhero rating system, right? right? You've got, you've got your attributes, strength, intelligence, durability, stamina, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're rated on a one to seven scale. Intelligence. In like intelligence. Yeah. And um, that is like one of the archetypes of how you might evaluate something or somebody. Right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I, in, in my tweet, I kind of went deep on like imagining that I was designing interface for like some Marvel universe comic book series, right? Cause they've got to, they've got to release 500 cards. And they're going to have to rank all and rate all these mm-hmm. characters. Like, how do you do that? And, um, we, I don't, I don't want to go deep into that. You can look at the tweet if you, if you care about that, but that was, that was what triggered it for me. And like the, the superhero ratings is something that always sticks with me. Right. And, and, and it, it goes specifically to the 1991 Marvel universe. Like, like I have a, I have a very specific. Yeah. Me too. Primitive in mind. Just, it's, just it's, so it's, you know. Yeah. Hmm, it's funny. Cause I Googled it and then I found it immediately, but they also had 1992 and they moved it to like a line graph and it was so much worse. Cause it sort of suggests like over time, it's, it's a much worse communication than the bar. Right. Type. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That is totally uh, my reference point as well with, with that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting because I wish that I could get my hands on those. Because I knew that at one point I went to that same comic shop, you know, in Pleasantville, New York. Aces Loaded and, Europe? Oh, man. That, yeah, the one on Pleasantville Road, right? No, no. Uh, 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 that one, I don't remember what that one was called. Oh, but that, that was sleazeball was there. I, and yeah, I know. I mean, that was our that was our spot too. But they didn't always have everything. And then in Chillmark or something, oh, there was a place called Bases Loaded Europe. And I always thought it was Bases Loaded Europe. And I only found out maybe the 18th time I went that it was oh, Bases right. Loaded Europe. Yeah. But <laughs> I, every time someone would, I'd be like, yeah, let's go to Bases Loaded Europe. <laughs> It felt, it felt very exotic. It was like an exotic yeah. card store. <laughs> From the home of baseball. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, that's absolutely my reference point. And, like, oh, man, having a full set of that series felt, was such a grail mm-hmm. at that point in my mm-hmm. life. Just, oh, like, yeah. didn't even know that that's what that was. And it also, for me, created, yeah, this really durable uh trust in that type of structure or at least yeah. like not a belief in that sort of structure on a practical level about like real humans in my real world that I interact with right but right. like it inflected the way that I've always consumed fantasy so yeah. much that like everything can be quantified you know everything yeah. like 
exists on, in these types of spectra that are like somehow measurable or perceptible or sort of, you know, that you can nail them down. Yeah. And, you know, I was just today, I was just helping friends like roll their first D and D characters. And it's like, so it's, it's so similar, you know, and, and it's interesting how many different reference points we could have for these things that somehow for you and me, like this very specific bar graph thing that we saw on these comics cards with these really iconic characters having numbers put to their, you know, sort of key attributes that that hits that stuck in a totally different way than all of the different RPGs we played where it's like, yeah, my guy has, you know, it's fallout. So he has six strength where yeah. it's D and D. So he's got 17 strength and somehow like these are each discrete metrics, despite fundamentally like, you know, accomplishing the same thing in a, in a, similar way except for i guess really the design aspects of them so it's interesting that this sort of just again sort of to me just sort of crystallized in that particular series especially because i happen to have brought some of my yeah so so before you i know you've okay. got some i know you've yeah, got yeah. some but before you open them up i maybe you've already got them open but... i got them open okay then cl- close them close them up okay. i closed it up and I just want you to enter this space with me. We're going to do an exercise. I, I got to give you one caveat before we start the exercise, okay? Yeah. Well, I'll try. And it might be a terrible spoiler. And if it is, oops. But um, I was not able to scrounge up that series. Oh, that's fine. I'm I, 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 I want to I'm okay. I'm go broad. I want to go broad. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, let's do our exercise. This is, I, feel like we have, I feel like both of us have so much pent-up nostalgia and imagery. Yeah. I just want to create a space for us to do that. And so, okay. Um, you feel free to modify the rules, but the rules I have in mind are a little complicated, but I think uh, uh, not at the expense of fun. I'd like us to just take turns saying a card, like just describing in vivid detail the card that we have in mind. Mm. And it can be from any card series. The gotcha. only rule is that you can't repeat a card series that's already been mentioned. So for instance, if I said like, the Spider-Man, Spider-Hulk thing, mm-hmm. you would kind of not be able to give us another spider mm. crossover. Like like one memory per series. Okay, yeah. But, but any, but any, literally anything, anything that was issued in a card. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to, I'll have to really figure out that particular caveat that you just named as we go, because I think that there are different uh, I know, I know of, there. I know there are some issues with it, but I think we should yeah, try yeah. to run with it. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to try for the spirit of what you describe. Yeah. I, I I think I'm going to get my ass handed to me in this. That's fine. Uh, it's not a contest. It's it's just an opportunity for us to like nostalgia out. You know, like okay, kind of okay. release that nostalgia energy that I think I'm going to have these like vague fragments. But yeah, let's let's go. Um, okay, I'll go first. Great, Fred McGriff. <laughs> With like a big, huge butt. I mean, his whole thigh and glute musculature was just like incredible. And he's swinging. And I think at this point he's on the Toronto Blue Jays. Wow. Fred, Fred McGriff. That's, base, that's a baseball 94 card. Or something. Yeah, like a 94. I think when, when did Toronto win? 94 maybe. With oh. uh, Carter or whatever. So, I, yeah, I, yeah. you know, ba- that's a baseball card memory for me. Wow, I didn't know we were going sports cards and like any card. non-fictional people. So when, when I was like <laughs> trying to like envision Magneto and you're just like Fred McGriff. I mean, Fred McGriff sounds like a superhero's 
Scruff McGruff, you know? Yeah. Like it's right. You know, I, I wonder if Scruff McGruff, well, I, I guess I don't know what year. Anyway, we don't have to try to dive deep on the no, this is This is just getting all out. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I think I'm mostly going to have comics. What's the first one that really comes to mind? You know, Oh boy. Okay. It's, it's really fuzzy. It's, I see, I don't remember the name of it. There's this really funny villain in the X-Men who's like kind of like an old timey gentleman. Like that's like his thing. Is this is that he's, he's from the 19th century. Uh, is that the one that they made a comment? Like the League of Extraordinary? No, it's not exactly that, but that's kind of the aesthetic. But okay. um, see, the only name that's in my brain is George Bernard Shaw. Okay, which... that's fine. That's fine. It's your memory. Yeah, yeah. But it's not actually, it would be really cool if it were a George Bernard Shaw uh card but anyway this character actually shows up in one of the recent marvel movies but it's it's like an oil painting of him in this purple mm. coat Ooh. and it's got this like almost to, to my memory sort of impressionistic quality to it and it was really significant to me the fact that uh, i think i learned the word deceased from mm. this whole comic card was it the, was it the hunter or whatever his name no was? it wasn't craven it wasn't craven the craven hunter. is a great i mean one of my anyway we're not going to get derailed by craven but okay <laughs> that's De- my that's yeah, my dude. deceased deceased is a great word to bring into this that uh, dude i i i really had to learn what that word was in order to understand oh this guy's dead now he's dead now he uh okay so that that was the first <laughs> that's the first memory you want to share okay yeah um wow brutal oh <laughs> I'm picturing a wall. It's an artifact. It's like zero four or zero six. I think we're talking about third edition revised or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Wall of flesh, wall of like, it's a, it's a gross. It's black. It's, it's, it has like a fetus in it. It's very fleshy and has like eyelashes. Mm. And it's like, it might even be like a one five wall. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think it's a one five wall, believe it or not. And it's wall of, you know, I'm going to say wall of flesh. That's not cool. its name, but uh, a very disturbing illustration. And one of the very first magic card packs I opened up. Wow. Do you remember the illustrator? I don't, but quick uh, side note. Yeah. Um, I got a nightmare. Yeah. Asterisk slash asterisk. Right, power, right, right. Toughness. And yep. uh, Melissa Broder drew that. Yeah. And I wrote her fan mail. Yeah. And she sent back an, uh, a signed nightmare print. That's amazing. With like a, hey, Nick, you know, thanks. Like, appreciate it. What, that's I mean, what, so that, I think honestly, that's, that's probably like some peak of mine. I don't know. Is what, that the what coolest thing that. that's ever happened to you? I think it might be. I think it might be the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. That is very cool. So obviously we've stepped into the realm of magic cards and you just really keep hitting me with like, you know, I, I started so narrow because I we, didn't we, know, we, you know. But we, I don't want to, I don't want to get too, you know, like, okay, okay. I don't, sorry. Yeah, okay. You, I'll just hit with another one. I'll just, I'll hit just me go with another, another one. Hit me with okay. another one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just give me like six seconds to, to get. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, but I don't mean, I didn't mean to like stop your magic thing. Magic oh, is, no. magic is a, magic is a podcast unto itself, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But I guess the, I, the, the thing that I wanted to comment on there is that that I think it's very cool that attachment that sort of people who collect magic cards end up to those specific artists yeah. who sort of repeatedly create the, the works that they enjoy. And that had 
to me, the Marvel cards that we're talking about sort of existed almost purely on that level, right? There was no game associated. Right. Uh, and so it's, it's, I'm almost like, oh man, I wish I had like, I think the game is what hooked us enough to care that deeply about the art and the artists. Like, would you care as much about that nightmare art if that card sucked? No. Right. And no, so, so that imbued that with that extra who is your, potency. Who's your Melissa Broder? There's an artist who's more active these days named Therese Nielsen mm-hmm. uh, that I think is doing very cool stuff. Let me, let me think a little bit. Uh, wasn't there one? What was the person whose last name was Poole? Mark Poole? Mm, you know, I think Mark Poole might have drawn that wall of flesh. He had a, dis- a really distinctive art style. What art really sort of hit me? You know what? I'm just going to hit you with another image that hit just came back image. full bore. It's not yeah. my favorite because it's Sengir Vampire. And it's this sort of like, oh, in my mind, yeah. like Nosferatu-esque, right. you know, just sort of like hairless flesh beast sort Sengir of stretch. Was, was huge. Yeah stretching its neck I feel out like I feel like at some point in third grade we were like even starting to talk about not allowing decks that had Sengir Vampire it was that like, <laughs> yeah much. I, so if yeah I, okay. it is dangerous to just tumble next 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 magic next image next year yeah yeah all right what you got no no, no I, I said Sengir Vampire no but you by saying Sengir Vampire you you broke the rule I I, I <laughs> finished off the magic oh i see i see okay 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 um all right uh i'm gonna go back to a different series of magic or not magic uh marvel cards do you think that's so mad mad if you're like hey fallen empires no 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 No, but a, a a different era of the marvel cards yeah, throw it at me. The one I said before was this painted, very beautiful, you know, I think the yeah. set was called like Masterpieces or something. Mm. And there were these oh, gorgeously painted oh, renditions. Oh, oh, you yeah, know what I'm talking now, about? Now yeah, you're yeah. triggering it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So this is a couple years after the, the thing that sort of broke us into this conversation, that rating system that sort of yeah. captured us so deeply. Uh, but to go back to that series that had that sort of rating system on the backs of the cards, along with all this you know, biographical information about the character. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard for me to remember individual images because I just think the art was mm. so much less impactful yeah. on those cards. It was, it was really the text and the numbers on them that I think got me going. So my whole game, my whole game is like not your nostalgia trip. Feel free to, I mean, well, give me, give me your, what, like, what is, what is screaming at you? Is it, is it a, a no, stack? I, I, yeah, the aesthetic. I was just thinking of She-Hulk in like a very 80s style sort of crisscross bikini thing. Like one of those mm-hmm. swimsuits that oh, yeah. really got popularized in those 90s or maybe even 80s, sure. 90s swimsuit issues. And so it's just like She-Hulk wearing like a purple one of those. But it's it's very cartoonish, right? This isn't yeah. like a, this isn't a sexual image that I have. That no, I was like, come you on. Know, that She-Hulk is kind of sexy, isn't it? Or no? no, no, no. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that the, the cartoonish art style was abstracted enough that that's not its primary, uh, you know, like resonating point for me. Whereas I could think of other comics related things where, you know, that as a, you know, a young boy, it was much more like, whoa, sort of titillating. This was just like, 
an enaction of this big hair. Yeah. You know, she was really yeah. drawn. I, 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 know, I, know who, I know exactly the She-Hulk image you're talking about. So that's the image that popped out for that, for that series. Quick, uh, quick side note. Yeah. I, I don't think I knew what Melissa Broder looked like, and yet I had oh. a big crush on her. Like, oh. I think, I, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but like I had, I had like a artist crush on yeah. Melissa Broder. And like, I just wonder, were we so sort of like hormonal that like, whether it was She-Hulk or Melissa Broder or whatever, we needed to like, I'm not saying that I like had fantasies, but like, I, I don't know, there was something... I don't, I don't know if that's, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm inclined to go a little bit more, you know, nostalgic and romantic in the way that you describe that, right? No, that yeah, I, I was romantic. Yeah, romantic is the right word. But I mean, just the conception of it as sort of a romantic, mm. your, your romantic feelings towards her are become a sort of romantic concept in the, almost in like a more 19th century sense of like, I it's about you. this big emotion and this emotional or sort of spiritual connection that you felt like you made with someone yeah. that had nothing to do with physicality. That's right. That's right. That, you're, you're, you've struck the way that that was the peak because before we you were saying like, that's the coolest thing that ever happened to me. It, it, it was in some ways, but the nature of its coolness was mm. having this romantic wow. connection that was reciprocated in, in an appropriate sense, which was not that she's <laughs> like, Nick, you are my, Sure. You know, best fan, but just like, yeah. hey, like I've received your, I've received and accepted your, you know, uh, 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 f- fandom and appreciation. Yeah, and 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 a really impactful way of of sort of repaying that, of representing that. Yeah. You know, to have to yeah. the signature is such a strong, extremely cool. I put I put uh, it on my yeah. bill, I pinned it on my bulletin board. Yeah. Um, did you have a bulletin board? Like a I cork. probably had some bulletin boards. Yeah, I definitely had some of those. I mean, you know me. I, I have no memory or very fleeting memories of my entire childhood. <laughs> and it was a mess at the time, too. So Okay. Next one. Yeah. Oh, it's me now. No, it's, it's my turn. You just get oh, yeah. She-Hulk. Oh, thank you. I think his name is Damon, but it might be Damien or Danny. Damon Stoudemire. Oh, Damon Stoudemire, for and sure. And he's playing on the Toronto Raptors, and he's got, mm. like, bulging biceps. And there was something about this Stoudemire guy that, like, he was cool. Like, we were all kind of Stoudemire people, pretty excited mm. about him. And yet he never, like, I don't think that guy panned out at all. Like, maybe he had one good year, but Damon Stoudemire on the Toronto Raptors uh, and the card is very cool. Like I'm going to Google all this stuff later, but whatever that card looks like, it, it, was, it was a remarkably cool card. Like a Fleer or Upper Deck. or did, Actually, what were the basketball brands? I, I don't know. I feel like Fleer might have been both. It might have been Fleer. I don't know. And so I'd like to take this memory as a quick detour. You were talking about uh, John Robbins earlier. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Like I feel like our card friends are not always our – like you've got your friends and then mm-hmm. you have your card friends. And it's like they, your gambling buddies. It's kind of like your gambling buddies. And so I have a very strong memory with basketball cards and I think baseball cards, but maybe mostly basketball cards of hanging out with Mike Kalachi. Oh yeah. Chris Sullivan. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I love the idea that you're putting these hyper specific reference points that are so rich for me into a public forum where they are 
meaningless other than as inactions of what kind of names people have. We're hanging we out with. on the we're hanging out in the tree street somewhere at sure. Sullivan's place and like yeah. just going over these cards. And I I I have this weird funny memory of giving Mike Kalachi for his birthday the one card he needed to complete his basketball collection or something like that. Wow. And he was like extremely touched. Yeah. You know, because like imagine it's your birthday and you're in second or third grade or whatever. And it's like everyone's mom is getting you like $15 in coconuts coins or whatever. And like sure. that's that's dope. Like that's maybe a Lego. No, a Lego sucks. But if you're getting $15 what? in coconut, okay, all right, we'll leave different preferences, fine. But <laughs> I don't you, even know the thing you're saying. As a what child, are the coconut coins? Do you, you don't remember coconuts? Is that a is that a, a, a media store. store? Okay, yeah. that's and okay. then that's... and then they sold gift cards, but they were coins. It was like guilt. I really think I missed out on this. I gotta say that uh, <laughs> it's so it's there's so much temptation to get into sort of like the hyper local politics of like of of different friend groups back then. But to, yeah. to, to summarize it very succinctly. I think you were hanging out with the cool kids in maybe a way that I, I did not have share those reference points. Well, but you were wrestling with us, weren't you? I did a bit later. We did do some backyard wrestling. Yes. Okay. This is, where are we now? So, so I just wanted to share the card memory and, okay. and share that I gave it to my Kalachi. And I think he knew that it was like, it was for me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's not something somebody's mom can buy for you. Sure. Like coconuts cards or sublimes cd it's like <laughs> yo dude like this is my card that is rare and i'm giving it to you because i know it'll complete your collection that's amazing it's probably one of the best gifts i've ever given i don't remember what the card was but i do know that i only had one and like uh it was yeah. it, it was a meaningful sacrifice on my part again yeah. one of the more like sort of noble moments of my life <laughs> wow this is yeah i'm i'm sort of amazed by the potency of these memories. Should I, should I hit it with another? Hit oh it. no, you know, shoot. I had one chambered up, but then it was basketball and you said basketball. Hmm, I kind of, I'm going to try to play a technicality here yeah. uh, that I think you might hate, but it's really, <laughs> it's really in my mind. And I, I honestly don't care if you say it's outside the lines. I'm just going to say it, which is we were all, so, so part of it is, is magic just looms so large for me in this discussion because sure, I know, magic I, know. I mean, you're, you're, you're making it sound like this new realization, but we magic, <laughs> magic just burst onto the scene as like this freaking Sauron, like uh, magnetic force, but go ahead. Okay. What's your, what's your fallen okay. empires? No, 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 no. So here's Empest what it edition, is. I remember one of the times that we got into Magic the Gathering, which definitely more times, that's happened more times in my lifetime than in yours. I've had more MTG periods. You have. But one of those uh, was a bit later in Magic's life. And I know looking back at it now was in a very strange kind of unique period. But at the time, I don't know shit, I was just a teenager. But people started buying these world championship decks Right, decks that hmm. had won the world championship. Oh, interesting. And but the thing was, is that they weren't made of like legal magic cards because oh, these were all rare. Those expensive were ones, like the cards. backs, the backs that were like the backs were different, and yeah, the yeah, borders yeah. were gold instead. Right. Right. But there were all these cards that we saw that we never had seen in any other context, other than like, oh my god, this card won the world championship. So I'm imagining. Do you remember Manticore, or no Masticore? Vaguely, it was vaguely, a bastardization yeah. mm -hmm. of a manticore. 
mm-hmm. called Masticor. And it had like, oh, it was this chimeric sort of round tubular creature oh, yeah. with like two, with a mouth coming out of a mouth, you know, sort of the aliens thing. Right. And, you know, it was, it was sort of potent. I keep, sorry, that word potent's in my brain right now, but it was powerful as a magic card in a way that was different than all the kid magic cards that we thought were cool, right? Like Nightmare was cool. because well, It's like, very I, metal. It's very metal. It feels right up your alley. It was very metal, but that wasn't even what struck me. Again, what struck me is mechanical about it, about it sort of in the game is, is very quantifiable is that it was, it was powerful in a very different way than I had understood power in that game before, right? It was mm-hmm. like prior to that, it was just like, oh man, the biggest, scariest creature or like a fireball that just blows you up. You know, like everything was sort of, it was really obvious the ways that they would be uh, strong. Right. But this was something that had like downsides and these sort of abilities that at first didn't look too splashy, but you're like, wait a second, I can do all those things and you can do it. You know, it just, it was contextually very sort of broken, but I, you know, it was years before I ever would have thought to think that way. But it was, it was presented to me as this so, gold bordered card. So, that so, the world so championship your, your technicality, I just want to make sure I understand what you're, yeah, yeah. The technicality was that it had gold, it had a gold border. It was not a valid competitive magic card. <laughs> Your technicality is even more corny than I thought. <laughs> I was ready for you I to be like, you hey, this care. is like a, yeah, okay, fine. That was just, that, dude, if you're asking about memories that are, you, you asked about memories and based on sort of their power, I think. Sure. And then, I'm, I wouldn't, it wasn't I wouldn't a competition. Want you to miss, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want you to miss Masticor. <laughs> And I'm glad I'm glad that you brought up that memory, even though I'm it's sorry, like, it's no Fred McGriff's butt. Okay, <laughs> uh, I've got one for you. Yes, yeah. um, it's Dennis Bergkamp in a bright orange shirt playing for Netherlands. Wow! And I, I, I guess it must be the '94 World Cup, although it doesn't doesn't I don't remember holland's performance in was it like a euro like euro 96 or whatever it would have been so 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 i i mean bird camp was one of my favorite players for a while and i didn't have many soccer cards but i did have a few and all of that was anchored around my experience with the 94 world cup which of course was played in the united states and i went to at least one game um at the meadowlands and so I assume that I bought that pack of cards around the promotion for World Cup 94. And yet, uh, I'm not, I think of Burkamp as more of like a 98 guy, but, uh, so maybe, maybe it was later, but anyway, that's, that's probably, I, I mean, I have a couple other cards in my mind, Valderrama. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, you couldn't talk like, so it's interesting. Did you, I mean, I, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to force you down a corner. You don't want to go in, but, I had like, I probably had 30 soccer cards. Man, I binder. never touched a, a soccer and like, card. You couldn't, yeah, exactly. You couldn't talk to one person. You know, you think Mike Kalashi gave a shit about sure. Carlos Valderrama? No. And yet yeah. I, I had those cards. There was never any interest in them, Yeah, any communication. But these were, these were players who I had a stronger connection than, you know, Fred McGriff or... Alonso Mourning in his purple and teal Hornets jersey, which is <laughs> the, the basketball card I was going to say. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, my, that's my soccer card. And here's a quick memory. Okay. 
94, we watched uh, Italy take on Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, Italy was down a man. They were down. They had lost Roberto Baggio to a mm. red card. Their goalie had gotten a red card. And they took out Roberto Baggio, which was like mystifying to, yeah. to us. Again, again, this is 94. So I think maybe Baggio is a little bit older now. That's my favorite player. That's like my, mm-hmm. my dude. Yeah. So he's out. And uh, I think Italy maybe is down one zero and down one man comes back and scores it. And I'm so fucking hyped in my <laughs> nosebleed seats that I, I like stand up and flip my Powerade 64 ounce up <laughs> onto the gentleman in front of me who um, is like a Mexican American. He's a Latin guy uh, and doesn't, speak like english which is not not so like important i'm just trying to create like the visual and mm-hmm. it's the memory i have is my dad awkwardly apologizing to this you know like there's there's a little kid and his dad and a, a little kid and his dad those are the that's right like, those are the two pairs yeah you it's flipped like, it onto I've, the other dad i flipped it onto the dad and so now my dad sort of has to like fumble an apology to the, the other dad mm-hmm. who is kind of like what what are you saying but uh there's blue power all over his white shirt he didn't really care italy tied one one uh <laughs> it, that's my memory that's my that's wow. my world cup 94 memory that's very intense <laughs> Uh, I, I have to hit you with, uh, I, I'm going, I have a question for you. It's important, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because I was just talking about a 64-ounce Gatorade last night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, the stars clearly want us to talk about, uh, yeah. about 64-ounce sports drinks, okay? So, which would you find more viscerally upsetting? Mm-hmm. Seeing someone, you don't have to, like, you just know this has happened. You don't have to watch the entire thing, right? But you just, you see and understand this thing to have happened. Watching someone drink an entire <laughs> glass of half and half or watching someone drink an entire 64-ounce Gatorade. What's a glass of half and half? A glass of half, half and half. Oh, like the cream. cream. Dairy. Is that, is that that fake cream? No, shit? no, half or is and, that like- dude, half and half is half whole milk, half cream. So how much did they drink? Like a glass. Like I'm looking at a pint glass right now. Sure, pint glass. A full pint glass of that, or yeah. or a sixty-four ounce. Sixty-four? Gatorade. No, sixty-four ounce is so much normal. I mean, I mean, I like no. A, a pint glass of half and half is is repulsive. That's exactly shame the reaction on, I expect. shame on that person. Yeah, dude. I think I'd be curious. I, my my initial thoughts about breaking those things down macro macro nutritionally probably not that different for you. Just Mac- like macro, nutritionally, what the fuck yeah, is that? Just mean? thinking somebody about drink, the macronutrient uh, breakdowns and somebody like, drink a pint of half and half, Matt. That's gross, dude. That much. Okay, dairy you know that fat. I, you know that I worked at coffee shops, uh, you know, quite a bit going through school. Yeah, it is not that unusual for somebody's order to be a brevet latte, which is a latte with entirely half and half. What is that person? Give me a description of that person's physical appearance uh mostly sort of the one i'm thinking of is like an average height relatively slim caucasian man okay all right no this was yeah the, well, I, I mean I guess, less... I guess the difference the i guess the difference is if you have that pint glass of half and half 
your day is ruined and you're you're shitting yourself. <laughs> See, I think, I think and then and then if you have like a if you have a 64 ounce Powerade, like your body's like, okay, I guess I like depend on sugar now. <laughs> you're addicted for life. <laughs> I think that maybe lactose intolerance is uh, is coloring your viewpoint slightly. I, I don't have lactose intolerance, but I have pint glass of half and half intolerance. I think that's an amount of lactose intolerance. Hey, I'm, um, look, I'm not going to sit down and, and drink a pint of half and half. We've got we've, we've to take a quick break for commercial. <laughs> but when we come back, you're going to give your next card, okay? Okay. In like two seconds. Okay. I mean, whatever, in, in magic time. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it later. Okay. Okay, and we're back. We're back. What do you got? All right. So I, uh, I, I'm just cheating and taking it in a different direction because I couldn't think of anything too hard, too hard to like, because I think my only real reference points were Marvel cards and magic cards. And I just didn't remember the Marvel cards as well as I thought I would, but I didn't have a lot of sports cards. So here's what Mm -hmm. I did. I found the Sebastian Shaw card that I was talking about. (laughs) Sebastian Shaw does not ring one single bell in my mind. You know why? Why? He's deceased. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you know this dead guy, you know? Right. But yeah, I just, uh, I was just looking through some of these cards that we were just talking about and they're pretty freaking cool. So, but you, you've, you're getting into, uh, you, you're, you're indicating to me by your transition into the physical realm that your, your imagination is more or less spent that you don't. You oh don't yeah. I mean, more... I, I never felt connected to this part of my imagination for this talk. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to torpedo the fun chat that we just had, but like, no, it's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll just invalidate that last hour. Yeah. Yeah. That nothing matters. Um, no, but like, I, I don't know. That's just not, yeah, that's not the, sp- but you I spoke, a, you spoke vividly of She-Hulk, you know, but that was reaching. That was like scrabbling at a memory that was in like, maybe you have aphantasia really super low. No, see, well, this is, this is, so I think back. this is exactly it. I think like, because you're not aphantasic, you don't have these like photograph like memories because you don't, you don't need them. I just recreate the yeah, image just, that from like the tiny bits I remember. Right. But um, yeah, the Sebastian Shaw looks pretty different than I described. Okay. So we so should be- post a picture of it before we go. Yeah. We'll, we'll post all these pictures in the show notes. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. We will. Great. I'm excited about that. I'm signing up for that homework. Uh, okay. But before, before what we, are we doing? before we zoom into the realm of the real, are there any, I want to, I want to share a couple more memories. Great. I would love to hear yours. Yeah. I'm just going to like, kind of like, just channel. What's the, what, what is the kind of, I'm, I'm trying to think of the game metaphor of like when one player is spent, but then the other player just gets to keep going and it's just like rubbing it in. Oh, so I was thinking more like playing a co-op arcade game, you know, and you're just playing a two player game and one person runs out of corners and just has to sit there and watch the other. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a much better. Thank you. Thank you for, pointing us in that direction. I was, I was kind of going in like a tether ball direction where I'm just like, keep whacking the ball. But <laughs> I like- That's fun too, but yeah. <laughs> I think mine's a better analogy. Yours is much better. Like this, I, I don't feel in competition with you as I said up front. Um, 
Okay, uh, yeah, hit me. Charizard or Charmander or something. So, so the year is like, I don't know, sixth grade. We're sitting out at those picnic tables, right, where the buses pick us up. And a subset of kids have picked up fucking Pokemon cards. Yeah, which and is I, for little kids and babies, obviously. It's for little kids and babies. And I, I, I was dimly aware that a Charmander or Charizard was Charizard, very, yeah. very rare and worth a lot of money. And somebody had one and was kind of like showing it around in kind of a proud way. Braggadocious. Braggad- Thank you, braggadocious. Okay. Um, yeah. I am surprised where these people, man, again, the hyper, hyper specific politics of like, you know, a picnic table in time out, right? Under that like roof, right outside that sort of only like, vague, like not really honestly. Did I go to that school? I'm so, I get, what no, I get confused I is like, what, what was I doing did, there? Did like, I go to that school is really the question. Was I ever really there? <laughs> that's that. Cause I'm inclined every time somebody mentions something, I'm like, yeah, no, that's definitely real. Do I remember it? Yeah, I think this must have been middle school. So I was still at Briarcliff, but it's like weird memories. It's like waiting for the bus. Like how? Like it's sixth grade. I don't. I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, you I, know? Wow. I could. I, I could give you. I could back. give you some memories. No, I came back. To, to, okay, it's okay. all back. It. It's. Yep. Whew. Just a flood of uh, that area with the cafeteria and the picnic tables. The main thing that I remember is that all these kids would wait for the bus, but then I would just leave and go into the woods. Oh, yeah, because you could just walk home. I would just walk 45 minutes or whatever it was home. <laughs> That's, it couldn't have been 45 minutes. Maybe. Uh, it wasn't, probably wasn't less than 30. I mean, I, I would walk into the fucking woods <laughs> I was, for a while and then dump out onto fucking Pleasantville Road and then yeah. cross onto Hawthorne and then take Are a we making Stevenson. Th- the least listenable podcast ever. Like I, I had not the opposite, only I had the opposite musing. I was like, did we just start a new podcast called Cards? <laughs> well, Cards is great, but you describing the specific geography <laughs> of our hometown. Is... I think any people will like it. Okay, great. I hope they do. I mean, clearly, you know, like uh, we have a an interest in in the hyper specifics of our hometown. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so you got. Charizard out by the picnic table. And I'm just going to throw in a Yu-Gi-Oh card too. Oh yeah, is it Blue Eyes White Dragon? I don't know. It's some kid with like black hair and like blonde streaks in his hair. It's like a kid is the card. And I'm like, what? Like Uh, how the cards are kids? I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah, that's... See, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh I heavily associate with my younger brother who's nine years younger. Right. So to me, those are truly baby things. Yeah. It's baby stuff. I felt the same, but I do think that there are some kids in our grade who are playing with them. That's that's wild to me. I actually have somehow one of Jesse's Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I believe, ended up in this box of cards. I have it in front of me. It's called Labyrinth Tank, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's a spiny spiny tank. Pretty pretty low budget on that on that Yu-Gi-Oh art compared to uh, a Magic the Gathering. All right, to, so is that to, your? I just have to comment that my my poor wife and mother-in-law are being like really quiet and polite as if like we're recording like a really important Can they hear me? No, no, they can't hear you. Okay. Um, So, but it's just, it's just really sweet. And also just like, I I feel bad. It's very sweet. I say, hi, Uh, we can, we can handle all that off air. Yeah. We'll, we'll handle it. We'll handle it. We'll handle it in post. Um, Okay. Are you, are you, do you have more? Cause you're, you're, 
to me, your memory for these these specific images is like I wanna see fantastic. I want to see if there are any other categories that we haven't covered. I know that there are. I mean, we haven't said any football cards. There were definitely some parody cards. You know, there was mm. a whole there was a whole genre of parody cards, but um, I actually don't have access to any of those in the moment. There's also cards that were like, did you do you have any memories of cards that like if you got nine, it would make like a big card? I think that was like a Marvel universe. Mm, yeah, that they were all it was like you get yeah. a card and you kind of knew it was the bottom left card. Right, exactly. Yeah, totally. I definitely those remember were, those were sick as fuck honestly like i need to find those but like it would create like a mega scene of like oh, yeah. x-men it's like storm is like and think about storming it storming down and i i love the design here where that's the format of binder sleeves for cards exactly oh that's oh my god can we talk about binder sleeves for a second yeah yeah, yeah. i got some over there so talk to me talk to me about the binder that you're either looking at or the binder of your mind what is it what is the okay. binder? well again this has gone into old age, my, my, my dotage, <laughs> my interest in this has, has really overstayed its welcome. So I'm looking at just to really just, compl- just complete the doxing of myself in full. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a Wesleyan University binder Yeah, uh, that used to be the binder that I kept my sheet music in while I was in college. Hence, hence, you know, bought at the school store with the school logo on it. Right. But I, when I went all digital with my sheet music <laughs> like six years ago, I no longer needed the binder. And uh, I think my old card binder that my mom had sent out here was pretty the worst for wear. It was just like a plain ass green binder. Yeah. So everything got moved into the the Wesleyan binder. But again, it's like, we're mostly talking about the remnants of my so you, ancient collection. So you, plus have sheets, cards. you have sheets of cards, which are yeah. three by threes. Yeah. And then you moved all those sheets into another binder. But all totally binder. reorganized it, you know, sure. like, cause again, I started. What's the, I, what's the material on the binder? Like, what does it feel like to touch? All right, let me get it. It's, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of tacky. A little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's got some grip to it, even though it's a smooth looking material. Um, it's got that plasticky smell, mm-hmm. pretty sharp corners. The what corners do you mean by tacky? Like, I'm not sure if I, what is Oh, what is, you know how like tack, like your fingers grip on it? I don't think I know what tack is. It's just, it's just in this case, uh, you know, I'm using it uh, to, to mean that that it is it has grip to it it's not sticky okay. i see i see I but see. Okay, uh okay. you know your your fingers can find purchase they don't just slide right. over it um the inside the the pockets though are made of a clear smooth plastic mm-hmm. uh and then i just i opened up and i'm looking at these cards man what's the color of the binder yeah it is a bright bright like fire engine red nice wesleyan university you know the card sure the cardinal is just staring at, at me on the on the cover there. Before you dive into the details, can I share the binder of my mind? Oh yeah, please. So I had a couple binders that were blue, but the binder that was like an older generation binder was brown and had a had sort of a white illustration of a baseball player swinging a bat. Oh yeah. And it was very cushiony. It had mm-hmm. like a cushion mm-hmm. to it. You know, it was this sort of brown plush leather cushion vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like 
you know, it felt, you, you really felt like you belonged. You felt like you could go with your dad to the Westchester Community Center and bring your cards and see what you could fetch for those Nolan Ryan 91s. Wow. Which I did, by the way. Great. I, we, we went to, did you ever go to Westchester? I think it's no. called Westchester Community Center. It's like our Westchester in White Plains near, uh, near Cafe... Uh, now you're you're just even like going so specific that I am not following. What what is that? Is it Cafe North? Cafe Southern? Oh I don't know. God, man. it was the coolest fucking cafe. Wow. And they had one at the mall too. What year would this have been? I mean, pick your year. Probably 2020 <laughs> if you want it to be. Uh, no, I'm talking about your this experience of yours going and hawking your you Nolan Ryan fish there. You could also fish there. There was like a, <laughs> I swear to God, man, that you could, you could bring your rod and like fish in this big, massive, like, you know, it's like, it was like the Mars, what, what do we call this in San Francisco? The Masconi? Oh, the, yeah. What's that guy's name? Masconi? Masconi. Masconi Center? Yeah. It was like not Marscapon. It was like, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. I'm so hungry. It was like that for White Plains. Huh. And uh, it's it's right in it's right in White Plains, and it's right next to. Um, uh, it's killing me that I can't remember the name of this coffee shop slash cafe, but it was like the most cosmopolitan place <laughs> I had ever been to until I was like maybe fifteen. I actually don't know what to do with what you're telling me right now. That's because fine. That's fine. Go. It go sounds the, cool. Let's go to the interior of your binder. Okay. Uh, so again, this is like this is a weird mix of nostalgias yeah because i'm looking at cards that i bought in 2012 which was the last time i played paper magic and i'm looking at a card that i bought in 2001 right which was also late in our in our magic career but obviously a totally different era and so you know the first page the splash page is just like it's theoretically organized by color but i started with multicolor and obviously mm-hmm. multicolor is splashier than just monocolor sure and so it's all these cards that to me have a lot of coolness is not all of them but a lot of like really powerful cards or really sort of cards that had a lot of value or were very good um again i'm not mentioning specific names because this is all like you know long after you uh were interested in this game, but then I'm turning more multicolor and now I'm getting into red. So for some reason I put red first. Cause you know, do you know the order of colors in magic? I feel like you're basically, who are you in the Lord of the Rings? You're not Saruman. You're like, <laughs> I guess you're Gollum. You're just Gollum. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm sorry, but like. You invite me on a podcast and you call me Gollum. You're Smeagol. <laughs> Look, I like Magic the Gathering too, but we this is not we can't we can't get into you're already getting into red and mountains and what do you want to what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about fucking Shiva the Dragon? <laughs> Shiva the Dragon. All right. All right. Point point taken. All right, let's let's get out. You wanted me to open up the binder and I was trying to sort of take you take you through you I'm know, I'm Schmeagle's brother. I'm Schmeagle's brother. I'm like, hey, brother. You're Deagle. I got you. I'm Deagle. I'm like, hey, I got you a ring. It's my fault, but I don't want to die in a. That's... Did that happen in the books or, or was that a movie invention? I don't remember. Which one? Which one? 
No, that's that's definitely in the books. Yeah. In the main books or in like the Silmarillion? No, it's definitely in the main books. Yeah. Okay. Let's I mean, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it it definitely is in the story of them finding the ring and of each of them wanting it, but Smeagol murdering his brother for it. That that is canon. That is. I'm not I'm not disappointed. I just don't I just remember it. Let's try to let's try to wrap this in the best way that we can. So I think I think we may have started a new podcast called Cards. I have really bad news for you. What? Uh, John Boyce did it. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, he and another guy at SB Nation did like a did a collectible cards uh, YouTube series. Did they do a good job? Uh, I mean, the baseline for those guys is like very really good. High. Yeah, you know, it's really high, really charming. But I would say, relative to their other work, no. I think we. I. I don't think they. I don't think they own cards. No, definitely not. No, I was being shitty. We can do an entire uh, like. Although I guess were you 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 shared a Ken Griffey Jr. thing with me recently mm, that they did yeah. was that part of their card series? Or no, was that nothing part of their to do with that. Series? No, that's part of their Mariner series. Because I hung out sure. with this kid all the time, and we talked about Ken Griffey Jr. every time I hung out at his house, and he sure. had like all these Ken Griffey Jr. cards. So that itself could be a Ken Griffey Jr. card episode. That sounds pretty um, fun. What what do what do you want to say about cards? <laughs> as we, as I we, think, as we wrap. I think cards are, I'm going to, I'm going to one final time use my like word of the day. And I'm just going to say that I think in, in multiple ways for me, cards were sort of like, uh, you know, a potent embodiment of both like, this urge to quantify and optimize everything, which is where we jumped off. Yeah. But also this space to like appreciate visual art in these very specific mm. ways, mm -hmm. but also just have it, you know, sort of giving these abstract concepts, like a real strong sense of physicality, like marrying games to uh, cerebral games, right? Yeah. Games that you could play without the cards as we now see, but marrying them first to these like really hyper-specific physical objects with hyper-specific physical properties that become really memorable as you interface with them a lot. I think that's like pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, I think similar for me. It's like, you know, cards are cool objects within a game right because you can shuffle cards mm -hmm. you can deal cards they can be face up or face down right hidden or shared right, knowledge right. so there's plenty of like in-game mechanics that make cards really fun and, and i think like duh <laughs> what <laughs> cards this, are good cards are good but what this conversation has made me remember is how many out of game qualities cards had mm -hmm. that were so important to a seven-year-old or whatever. I mean, you know, we 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 worked with cards for a long time, but like when you're talking about the early days, like mm -hmm. buying cards, uh, trading cards, yeah, organizing cards, um, saving cards, uh, remembering cards. Uh, loving cards, right? Like, it's like, I feel like these objects were the, 
were the sort of receivers and mediums for so many of our like first experiences. It was the first sort of thing that I owned, the first sort of thing mm. that I traded and bartered yeah. and organized and cared for and loved. It's like cards don't just have value sort of in their game universe. They have so much like meaning as like training wheels for how we sort of deal with life. And yet, as I say, training wheels, it's like, I don't know, what do I, what do I have now in my life that I feel the way? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I own a lot you more understand. shit, but I don't, I cards, I think because of cards fungibility or tradability, it was a, it was a real marketplace mm-hmm. that was like super local and yet made you feel like a fucking stock trader slash art collector mm-hmm. slash grown up. You know, it was like a very yeah. cool confluence of adult like relationship to things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's, very real. They were, yeah. The power of cards. Power of cards. Um, Matt, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, likewise. I'll see you on episode two of Cards, The Power of Cards. The Power of Cards. Cards, <laughs> colon, The Power of Cards. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you then. We can talk about uh, maybe some good trade deals that you pulled off. Maybe Oof. that could be a thing. You Alex, know? Alex Stern deserves his whole episode. Oh my goodness. But we'll, we'll talk about that. On, that's All like, right, that's like a, the penultimate episode of the season. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for coming on. See you, man. Later. Later.